In a far-off land, a radio show will commence. It's called Your Pet Matters, and tuning in would just make sense. Every Saturday at 10 a.m., relax and unwind. And listen to Dr. T, who has pet advice designed for you and for you alone. Free advice just for helping to keep your furry friend happy and healthy. Tune in to Your Pet Matters, a show underwritten by Progressive Veterinary Care with quality you can't deny. Only on 1077 The Bronx. Good morning and welcome to Your Pet Matters. I'm your host, Michael Dr. T. Tequila, and I've got a special guest today, Dr. Shlomo Freeman. Um, we met during uh, AHA recording about how we changed our hospitals during COVID and how those changes actually benefited both our employees and pet healthcare. And so he's kindly agreed to come on my radio show and my YouTube channel to talk more about the system he developed, which led to the foundation of a company. So, Shlomo, thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, my, my pleasure. My <laughs> pleasure. And we were, we were just chatting before how I'm on the East Coast, he's on the West Coast, and, uh, you know, how the, how everything is different and got into mountain biking and everything. We can get into that later. But, but Shlomo, I wanted to talk about um, just your history. Um, what got you into veterinary medicine? And how did that life change into founding your animal hospital and then um, Petriage, your company, that, that telehealth company? So how did it all begin? Well, it all began, of course, like most of us as a kid. I grew up in Israel and I was very much uh, into animals. But I was really always attracted into this puzzle of having this triangle type of relationship between the pet parents, the pets, and the veterinarian and trying to... Uh, uh, solve medical problem, but in the context of, uh, of pet parents, of their abilities, their priorities, I always found, found it fascinating. Uh, you know, a lot of the medical stuff is really, it's a, it's a the process, it's a step-by-step, -step. it's relatively speaking, a lot of it is straightforward. But of course, the clients are always different uh, in their understanding, their priorities, abilities, and so on and so forth. So I always find it uh, fascinating. Uh, and then, uh, you know, graduated from vet school on the East Coast, moved to the West Coast after uh, practicing a little bit in, in Syracuse, um, and then established my, my hospital. Um, Another layer of creativity and, and fascination for me is trying to um, run a business um, with all the challenges of running a business. We could do a whole uh, show on that, right? <laughs> exactly. And, and, and of course, still having the relationship with, uh, with the clients, balancing staff needs, uh, all these puzzles to solve. Uh, some of them are not necessarily unique to the veterinary business. I always found fascinating. That, that, that's interesting. Have you always wanted to be a vet? Like, for your youngest memory, have you thought about doing that? Not really, to be honest. I know, I know a lot of people knew they wanted to be a vet. I really wanted to be a zoologist. And actually graduating from vet school, uh, I got into a PhD program to try to do infectious disease and wildlife. 
But my wife told me I already had two kids. She said, hey, "Enough schooling. It's time. It's time for you to, uh, you know, get a job." So uh, <laughs> get a real that. job, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I can relate to that. Being being a professional student is fun. <laughs> it's very much fun um, going to the real world. And and so did you. In vet school, did you have a particular track you were interested in? Were you thinking of specializing or did you always think of ownership? No, I just I just didn't think about the business side of things. Uh, I really wanted just to practice veterinary medicine, small animals. Yeah. Uh, after working for other people for a few years, I realized that I wanted to do things differently. I learned from a lot of the people I worked for and I wanted to create kind of a... Unique type of a hospital, small but yet progressive and uh, cutting edge. And so I, you know, I kind of bought an old hospital and turned it around, and uh, and I owned it until two years ago, uh, where I okay. sold it. I still practice in veterinary medicine, um, but uh, I, I sold my practice uh, about two years ago. And how, how does that feel, like being semi-retired? How does that feel, so to speak? Is it? A lot of stress relief or anything else going on? Well, but definitely, you know, um, being a co-founder of a startup, Petriage, and at the same time owning a practice, uh, had it challenges, it full, you know, two full-time jobs for a long time. So there's a little bit stress, now, less stress, more time for mountain biking. Uh, and of course, I can remote, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, do a lot of the work remote, but I, I still practice not full-time. Uh, so that, that's still a lot of fun. I, you know, ultimately, I love, you know, just practicing veterinary medicine, doing surgery. Uh, it's so versatile and it's, it's just fascinating to me still uh, after doing it for almost 30 years. Um, so, so all of these experiences kind of uh, led me into uh, creating Petriage and we can get into it later. All the things that I, I you know, uh, got me to start thinking in these terms of, of, of creating technology, uh, which I never you know, did before. I mean, it's about six years ago. I mean, the origin story of Petriage, uh, one of the co-founder, uh, Casey, is a, a PhD from Harvard in, uh, in, uh, in data science. He also a friend, also a client. And about six years ago, his dog, Bodhi, um, had crisis, you know, um, after hours. And uh, of course he called me, he had, and I said, you know, what's going on? He said, I'm, I'm rushing to the ER. Uh, I think the body had a seizure. I said, okay, how is he doing right now? He said, he seems to be fine. Uh, I was a relatively young dog. I said, I asked him a few questions. I said, look, I don't know what's caused it. It's probably, you know, idiopathic epilepsy. Uh, I don't think you need to rush to DR. Let's stay in touch. If anything changed, we can change plan. Come in the morning, we'll do a basic, you know, type of a workup. And, you know, he came in the morning, we did the very basic workup. I, of course, had a relationship with him. Uh, I didn't have to go to DR with everything that involved in going to DR, the expense and all of that. Um, and he made us think, okay, well, I can't do it for all my clients. Uh, why can we create something that help clients assess urgency? Not a diagnosis, but you know, assess urgency. Because everybody going on Dr. Google, everybody is going up and down the internet, trying to find a diagnosis, whatever is happening, come up with whatever theories with a pet. 
But really, what we want to know is how urgent it is as a vet. And, and that's how we approach these cases when your friends and relatives and clients, you know, interact with you remotely. No, that's great. And I think, you, I think it's an excellent point that you brought up about Google. We always joke that, you know, Dr. Google doesn't really have a veterinarian degree. And yet there's a lot of information out there. So I, th I think it's very important. And, and the urgency, I think that there's a lot of colleagues of mine who will get, um, you know, text messages or whatever from some clients. And you can't, sometimes you can't tell the urgency based on what they're saying because they don't really have, um, you know, strong knowledge base about what it is. So that, that's phenomenal. So it's almost like, a, it's like, a, a, it's, it's, well, actually, let me ask you this. Is it an automated um, triage system? Yes, uh, but there's a couple of things unique about it. We actually patented it, um, and it's when the vet is on the platform, uh, and we very much the VCPR, and we don't uh, provide any consultation with, with you know sort of like the Uber model. Um, you know, past the automated triage, it goes to your vet, and they can interact with you further. You know. Uh, the video chat, photos, you know, we can send them videos, you know, multimedia and all that. Uh, it's a probabilistic type of a model that we created that basically make uh, a decision based on specific, so whatever the chief complaint, the model generates specific question, uh, so the, the, the pet parents answer, and it's, uh, you know, integrate, you know, the species, the sex, breeds, and a lot of other information. And basically, um, do the same thing that you and I do when we get a phone call and we try to make a decision. Can this case stay, you know, stay until tomorrow? I got to squeeze them in today. That's what we do. It looks a certain pattern. You know, if it's a male cat, you know, and it's having urinary issue, it's a little bit different than if it's a female cat. Uh, and it's ultimately make, so it's not a, a branching tree type of a algorithm uh, or decision-making. It's a probabilistic. It's make a, a decision, what's the probability of certain outcome, emergency, urgency, certain levels. That's what it does. And it also has a machine learning component to it. So all the veterinarians that use it to interact with the client, they can always agree or disagree with their automated recommendation. And the model is learning from it. And right now we're running about 96, 97% accuracy against what a live veterinarian will say, you know, if you got a phone call about this particular dog vomiting or diarrhea and all that. Wow, that's excellent accuracy. <laughs> yeah, it took, well, it took a lot of practice, a lot of teaching the model. It took a couple of years to, you know, I remember Casey who was in data science, is not a veterinarian. You know, we got to like, I think 86 or 87. And he's like, well, that's great for, you know, uh, predictive values. I said, vets are not going to like it, you know? No, no. Uh, as it is a very technology uh, verse, I said, you know, that's not high enough. We need, we need to push it way higher in accuracy. Oh, man. No, but I, I think, yeah, I think 96 is great. So, like, you have to get a lot of data for this, right? So how did you establish data? Did you just, as you got the cases, you pumped things in, or how did it work? Well, so, you know, in ideal world, you have tremendous amount of data, and you can use that data to train the model. And, uh, and we're still hoping one day, you know, like, if you can connect to a vet school data, 
uh, or other veterinarian data from the from the because we are integrated in all the major uh, pins. So uh, the the you know client management software. The problem is that that data is very fragmented, and most importantly, it's not standardized. So what you call uh, I don't know. Um, Whatever is the chief complaint, another veterinarian call it something else. You know, right. there's different names. It's very hard to standardize the data. So instead, what we did is really trained. You know, we basically created those, you know, tens of tens of thousands of cases that uh, of fiction, fictional cases uh, to train the model against what veterinarian would say and kind of see how the model reacted and kind of kept teaching him that way. Wow. But, That's you know, and people ask me, you know, well, well you know, but, uh, how is it comparison to, I don't know, an ER specialist? I said, look, I, I never tried. I don't know. But let's keep, keep in mind that a lot of time, we get most of these in my clinic and a lot of other clinics that use it. We use it during the daytime just to free the phone line. And the model works better than your stress receptionist who has a lobby full of people or now parking lot full of people and the phones are ringing and she has to make a decision. It doesn't even, for that matter, overwhelm veterinarians. Uh, this is the first line of defense. This is basically to try to engage with the client, try to take them away uh, from making their own diagnosis. Uh, you know, they all self-diagnose the animal, and often I see these animals that I should have seen them a couple of days ago, and would have been much cheaper, much more effective and simpler to deal with versus, you know, the, the cat is panting because it's hot, you know, versus, of course, as we know, open mouth breathing in a cat, not exactly a good sign. But they go and they come up with a diagnosis, it's too hot, so we waited three days. Okay, well, now you get the cat in much more severe. Uh, and sometimes they overreact. I cannot tell you how many cases of reverse sneezing on dogs is asthma attack. And it, it got to be seen right now. Um, so we use it in a lot of different ways. Uh, and, and also it's helpful to the staff because when these things come in into the clinic, it's very easy for us to work on it as a team. The staff know there's a breathing issue right away. We need to get a video. They can show it to me. I can tell them what to say. I can jump, jump in. It's much more collaborative versus a phone line. No, that's awesome. And, and what, what I'll do is we got to take a short break right here. So, so I, what I will do is I want to get into exactly how that system works in real life. We'll take a short break and we'll come back right after these messages. Your Pet Matters and other programming on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten in part by Progressive Veterinary Care. 390 County Road, 518 Skillman. Happy birthday! Look at the Oh my goodness, a kitten! Let's name him Mini Kitty! Jack, how do I tell Mom I failed my math test? Look at us, Bean. We just moved to a brand new big city. <laughs> Honey. Brandon broke up with me. Mini Kitty? Jack? Bean? Honey? Are you, are you okay? okay? Our pets are there for us when we most need them. So why not thank their unconditional love with unconditional care? At Progressive Veterinary Care, Dr. T's incomparable, compassionate, and dedicated team of veterinary caregivers are there to help your pet live a healthy life. Their progressive approach to veterinary medicine and curbside protocol provides your pet high-quality medicine and service, and their pet parents peace of mind. For more information about Progressive Veterinary Care's commitment to pet medicine and your pet online, it's ProgressiveVeterinaryCare.com. 
hear ye! Your Pet Matters is back to answer your pet queries. Come get free pet advice from our friend Dr. T only on 1077 The Bronx. Welcome back. If you're just joining me, I have telehealth expert and veterinarian, Dr. Slomo Freeman. He not only practices full-time, he actually developed a, I guess it's a, he calls it pet triage. It's a, it's a triage system. He can explain it much better than I can, but it's a, it's a means of enabling people from my end of the, the field, the veterinarian, to help clients determine um, the urgency of a situation and it helps them avoid going to places like Dr. Google where they can actually get an improper diagnosis. And so what we're gonna do now is we're gonna talk about how that system actually works in real time because Dr. Freeman uses it in his clinic right now. So Shlomo, how does this system work? Let's, let's take it from the perspective of a client. A client has an issue, a medical issue, and they make a call to your clinic. Well, there's many entry points of what we call the cycle of care in pet triage, which is really the triage is only one part of it, it's one entry point. Uh, you got the, you know, the telemedicine party where you can consult with your veterinarian, um, you know, live chat or uh, asynchronous uh, via chat base. Uh, you got the curbside, it's another entry point because in essence, when your clients are, well, hopefully it's getting better now, but uh, your clients, you want to communicate with your clients either on the parking lot, you want to communicate with them because it's a drop-off, they're busy people and they're going to work, they're just dropping the animal, or maybe you just finish a dental or surgery or hospitalized cases and you want to communicate with the clients. Again, you can use the platform to communicate uh, and everything goes into the medical records and um, it's not different type of platforms and it's much more oriented toward the, the clinic workflow versus a Zoom call or something like that. And the last thing is what we call the, the, the telemonitoring, the e-check, where uh, we basically send uh, clients home uh, or the pets home, and we want to stay engaged with them post-surgery, post-office visit, and we want to get feedback. We want to uh, stay in touch. Uh, the entry point we talked about earlier is the unique that, you know, uh, AI type of a tool that we patented and, and we created. Uh, and, and, and really, I feel very strongly that we as vets need to extend our business model to, and get out of the brick and mortar and be in our client living room in essence. Because if we are not going to be there, it, well, Dr. Google, of course, it's one thing that is already there. But there are a lot of other entities that moving into our client's living room and basically are going to come in the relationship between us and our clients, uh, providing solution, prescription, you know, uh, and all kinds of other things. So I, I think we need to kind of have the vision and step out of our uh, brick and mortar and understand that in this day and age, we like it or not, uh, we have to expand our business to be in their living room. And there are ways that we can do it that still, uh, you know, a life balance, work life balance issue is, of course, a big one. We can still do it. Uh, we can leverage technology, but we have to be forward looking. I, I always say, you know, we should learn from what happened with the prescription online because I think it's a very, very good analogy. Uh, for those of us that practice, you know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, whenever that whole prescription online started, you remember how, you know, veterinarian for the most part, for it, you know, tooth and nail, 
you know, what do you mean? You're not gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get this harpoon preventative somewhere else online, not from us. Uh, no, we're not gonna write the prescription, all kinds of things. We thought that, you know, we can prevent this from happening. But, you know, it's like water. It's going to the lowest point. Clients are going to use technologies like Amazon, like anything else, if they can get it cheaper. And we said, okay, well, we're going to get it from us because I have a relationship. It doesn't work that way uh, in a marketplace. We need to work very hard to meet our clients where they are. And they, especially millennial, which are, of course, are, of course, are the main segment of the, the pet parents. You know, they want to get advice. They want to get... Uh, input, and they want it now. And I think we need to leverage technology to do it. We don't have to be on 24-7, you know, so for example, that what we call the symptom analysis, and I have all the data, most of these are not emergency, they're not even urgent. Uh, most of these can wait a day or two even. But the client wants to know, you know, when that cat is puking, do they need to stop everything? Is their baby? They need to take it to the ER? They need to, you know, now they can have an input instead of researching Google and all kinds of other entities and get an advice. You can provide it even in an automated way. And then, of course, you get the results. So when that symptom analysis run, let's say, so as I told you, we do a lot of this during the day when we open. But after our telemedicine hours, you know, nobody's on the platform. The client gets the, you know, of course, if it's an emergency, they get the the connection to the emergency hospital of our choice or a nurse line if they, if they need to. But still, we're engaged. So in the morning, I get all these reports of all these people or my clients that ran the symptom analysis, and now we can engage with them. We can capture these cases. We can engage with them. Okay, I see that your cat was vomiting last night. Is it better? Oh, no. Okay. Let's bring it tomorrow. And I know that tomorrow I have a radiologist coming and doing ultrasound. Or it just goes on. It helps the workflow and the clients. That's excellent. I think that's really good to keep your clientele. And you're absolutely right, forward thinking. We've already lost, as an as a industry, we've lost so much to online. And as you know, those big guys online are growing and growing and growing and going to offer vet services, not only just products, but the actual vet services as well. So this is definitely a way to, you know, keep your clientele. And I think I think there's a lot to be said about your your general practitioner. There's there's a there's a relationship you have with them and they know your pet best, right? Not some online, you know, pharmacy doesn't know your pet and honestly doesn't care. They just want to get that product sold, right? It's a completely different thing. So getting back to your absolutely. point of having that relationship is huge. It's absolutely huge. But but I want to talk about how does your day go? So utilizing this technology, what's, do you block off time? How does this work for you? No, absolutely no. Uh, I don't do it this way. And I think it's a mistake to look at the model on the human side uh, and just trying to, you know, copied into our space. Very frustrating, very inefficient, and actually create more uh, workload instead of the opposite. The key things is to, and we can talk about the different business model uh, as far as how we, we need to um, get compensated, but I'll, we use it as a conduit of information going into the clinic and out of the clinic. Everybody think remotely. So everybody knows that we have phone lines, two phone lines, 10 phone lines, 
that we basically, as a team, interact with the client. Well, the problem with phone lines is it's very limiting. It's in a silo. It's one person at a time dealing with another person. Very, very difficult, very, very inefficient. Well, think about, and I'm talking about telemedicine in general, but obviously specifically Petriage. This is another sophisticated uh, uh, conduit of information in and out of the clinic. So now clients can interact. You know, that cat that is vomiting, it doesn't have to be on hold and back and forth with the back. You know, they do the analysis. It comes in. We uh, built into the, the, the soft, the, the, the platform. There's always somebody on call, one of the staff. They do most of the, the heavy lifting. Ah, so okay. there's a staff on call. They see, oh, you know, Michael just had a cat is vomiting and he run an analysis and he got whatever results he got. Okay, now we can ask him uh, a question or ask him for a video. My staff know every skin, I need to get a, a picture. Every respiratory, every limping, I need to get a video. Don't even bother me, ask them. And then I can look at it. I can see what the client said. I can see what the staff said. I can set my own thing uh, on it. Because it, again, it, because it's a text-based, it's very collaborative. I don't need to sit in the front of a camera and spend now 20 minutes with you trying to get me a picture of that pyoderma on the dog's belly, you know? <laughs> so it's much more efficient. So I can handle a lot of cases at the same time with the staff. So what it allows you is really leverage your staff, empower your staff, which is super important, and stop being the bottleneck, right. okay? Because most veterinarians, we, instead of being the, the conductor of an orchestra, we think about ourselves as the uh, what it's called the solo uh, the, the the pianist you know the what is not oh, the pianist yeah. the violinist yeah, uh, the, the, the maestro or whatever right <laughs> yes uh, forgot the, the the term for it you know we got to be but we we need to let go you know we need to let go because we need to kind of orchestrate everything and manage it. And text-based allow you to do it very, very efficiently. So clients don't have to be on hold and it's back and forth and I need to call them. Look, I still make a lot of phone calls for sure, but you know, it's just another type of a conduit. It's just a lot more efficient than, uh, than a phone line. Look, there is a reason why most of us in our regular life you know, connect with everybody around us uh, these days Mostly not via uh, old landline, right. uh, you know. So that's essentially what happens. So you know, we get a lot of these cases. I can say, you know, it really looks like I need to see your cat today. Uh, I don't have any opening. Maybe you can do a drop off. Is okay. I think we should take X-rays of blood. So team already knows this come in. You know, it can get going instead of this one step at a time in a very linear fashion. So. We can do more, we can have better client experience, better medical outcome, better workflow with less stress on the staff because nothing is more stressful for both the clients and the staff when you get somebody on hold. And frankly, better, you know, better bottom line because you can handle more cases. Yeah, so I was gonna ask you, how many cases can you now handle versus a, a practice that isn't utilizing the system? I can easily do 30 in a more cases a day and, and my exam are not 10 minutes, but again, it's a collaborative effort, yeah. you know? Um, you know how many times old fashioned way, they, you know, take the phone, they get me a history, they come to the back and say, Michael Katz is 
is blah, 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 and a whole bunch of sticky notes. And then I'm, well, but did you remember to ask this? No, okay, we're not gonna go back and forth. And it's all time and it's stress. And then at the end of the day, you got a pile of records that you need to, you know, here, I can see what they say. I can see what the client, if I want to, I can jump in and ask the question, shoot it. And I don't have to stay, you know, engaged. And for whatever reason, when even when, um, you know, two cases come in, I use the analogy, you know, uh, um, via the petriage, and the person on the, the monitoring the, the platform, you know, see two cases, you know, they may say, hey, Michael, your cat is vomiting. We're super busy right now. We'll get back to you later. Please take away food, whatever you want to say. And now they jump on the respiratory one because it's more urgent versus putting somebody on hold or the phone is just ringing. People just, you know, accept it much better. And then you can ping them later, say, okay, you know, give us more information. Is it still vomiting? You know, just many, many, many use cases. Uh, and suddenly you're practicing veterinary medicine, not just in your brick and mortar, but outside. You know, uh, I'm all for physical exam. Look, I think our patients are unique. It's again, going back, it's not the human uh, model. They don't speak. Uh, God knows it's hard enough to make diagnosis where you have the animal there, you have your hands right. on them, you have the stethoscope. So there's no substitution for that. I'm all for that. It just, you know, getting engaged with the clients and prioritizing things and controlling the workflow. That, that's what the, the purpose of this in my mind of telemedicine, it's not to replace the exam room. There's no substitution for that until animals start talking. That is a different story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with that, we'll take a short break and we'll come back. You're listening to Your Pet Matters right here on 1077, 1077thebronc.com. Your Pet Matters and other programming on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten in part by Progressive Veterinary Care. 390 County Road, 518 Skillman. Happy birthday! Look at the Oh my goodness, a kitten! Let's name him Mini Kitty! Jack, how do I tell Mom I failed my math test? Look at us, Bean. We just moved to a brand new big city. <laughs> Honey, Brandon broke up with me. Mini Kitty? Jack? Bean? Honey? Are you, are you okay? okay? Our pets are there for us when we most need them. So why not thank their unconditional love with unconditional care? At Progressive Veterinary Care, Dr. T's incomparable, compassionate, and dedicated team of veterinary caregivers are there to help your pet live a healthy life. Their progressive approach to veterinary medicine and curbside protocol provides your pet high-quality medicine and service, and their pet parents' peace of mind. For more information about Progressive Veterinary Care's commitment to pet medicine and your pet online, it's ProgressiveVeterinaryCare.com. Your Pet Matters is back to answer your pet queries. Come get free pet advice from our friend Dr. T only on 1077 The Bronx. Hi, I'm Logan Vanine, producer of Your Pet Matters on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Welcome to this week's episode of Your Producer's Pet Project. It has been a very unprecedented amount of weird weather that we were facing this week, with wildfire haze spreading all across the country, especially in the Northeast, due to wildfires happening in Canada. So I thought for this edition of Your Producer's Pet Project, it would be a good way for me for me to stay relevant on this topic and talk about how to keep your pet safe during this weird and unprecedented amount of hate that we, that we are seeing happening this week. Now, according to, to um, Yahoo News, um, how to protect your pets from, from, from getting wildfire smoke 
talks about how you um get your pet safe from these very weird what weather patterns we are having and what what, what to do to keep your dogs and cats safe or, or other pets that you may have who love being outdoors. So, while fire smokes and pets, a lot of experts are saying that if you feel the effects of smoke with your pets, you're probably experiencing these symptoms like coughing, difficulty breathing, irritated red eye or watery eyes, fatigue or disorientation, or lack of appetite or reduce of thirst. The best way to, for, you, for, for you to do is to call your vet right away according to the American Veterinary Medical Association or the AVMA. So if you, if, if you see any of these things happen to your cats or your dogs or any kind of pet, please contact your vet because because with these wildfires and, and this haze, it definitely have a huge effect not only on you, but also on your pets. Now, also they say that um, the um, AVMA says that birds are very particular to this um, to this kind of um, wild weather too that we're having, and other dog breeds too, like bulldogs or pugs. And puppies and older dogs too are, have an increased risk of being ill with the effects of this of this terrible smoke that we are dealing with this week. Now, very simply, how should you protect your pets during these during these weird weathers? Now, protecting your pets during this weather can be very hard because a lot of your dogs, especially a lot, a lot of your dogs, love to be outside to, to, to go exercise and walk and enjoy the nice weather. But to keep your way, your, your pets safe for the time being from these wildfire smoke is to stay indoors, according to many experts. I know it can be hard for your dog, but for the better safety of your dog, you must keep them safe. Now, the AVMA offers the following tips for, for you to keep your dogs, your dogs and cats safe during these wild weathers. Keep your windows and doors shut. As we've seen all across this past week, that, that when we have wind, you can really breathe the smoke and inhale it, and inhaling it. And it can be bad for many humans too, especially dogs and cats. So keep your doors and windows shut at all times. And also, of course, keep your pets indoors as much as possible, allowing cats and dogs outside only for brief bathroom breaks while air quality limits are still in effect. So if they have brief breaks, so sort of using bathroom outside, that can be allowed, but make sure to keep it brief. Also, do not allow pets to use any heavy exercise until smoke and dust has settled. So if, you don't, if your dog wants to go on a power walk, run all, all around your backyard, etc., make sure that cannot happen this week, especially this week, because having heavy, he having heavy outdoor exercise with, with smoke and haze like this is not very safe for your pet to do. Also, according to the CDC, and prevention also recommends that keeping your indoor air clean by avoiding frying foods, burning candles, and smoking, or doing any activities that could add particles to your home. So also make sure you keep a smoke to a minimum in this house. As high quality filtration masks like N95s can protect humans from, from, from these fine particles and wildfire smokes, but not your pets. But the CDC and the AVMA have advised against putting masks on pets, of course. Despite a spike in pet mask sales during the COVID-19 panic, as many of you remember, masks can be distressing for animals and make it more difficult for them to breathe. So I get that you want to keep your, your animal safe, during this wild weather, but you should also not really go to too, too extreme and put masks on your pets. So that there's a lot to handle with this news right now about the about keeping care of your pets during this unprecedented amount of weather. But keeping, but, but following these simple steps according to the AVMA is one step forward of making sure to keep to keep keeping your pets safe during these terrible weather conditions. Everyone, please stay safe this weekend. And this week, and watch out for your pets. And of course, tune into every new episode of, of Your Pet Matters every Saturday on 1077 The Bronx at 1077thebronx.com. I hope you found this episode of Your Producer's Pet Project helpful. Thank you so much for listening to Your Producer's Pet Project only on 1077 The Bronx, 1077 The
Pet Matters and other programming on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten in part by Progressive Veterinary Care. 390 County Road, 518 Skillman. Happy birthday! Oh my goodness, a kitten! Let's name him Mini Kitty! Jack, how do I tell Mom I failed my math test? Look at us, Bean. We just moved to a brand new big city. <laughs> Honey, Brandon broke up with me. Mini Kitty, Jack, Bean, Honey, are you, are you okay? okay? Our pets are there for us when we most need them. So why not thank their unconditional love with unconditional care? At Progressive Veterinary Care, Dr. T's incomparable, compassionate, and dedicated team of veterinary caregivers are there to help your pet live a healthy life. Their progressive approach to veterinary medicine and curbside protocol provides your pet high-quality medicine and service, and their pet parents' peace of mind. For more information about Progressive Veterinary Care's commitment to pet medicine and your pet online, it's ProgressiveVeterinaryCare.com. Your Pet Matters is back to answer your pet queries. Come get free pet advice from our friend Dr. T only on 1077 The Bronx. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, I'm having this brilliant discussion with, um, you know, I'm always about the waves of the future and how veterinary medicine is changing and everything like that. And Dr. Freeman is one of those game changers. Um, he's created a, a, a software system that will enable you as pet parents to get quick and better answers and give you the opportunity to come in if necessary or give you the advice you need. Is this urgent? Is this, is, is this not urgent? And it gives team members the ability to actually work with the clients in a less stressful manner, um, work with the doctor, become more efficient and lead to better, better actually patient outcomes. Um, and I think there's nothing better uh, slow-mo, and then talking about COVID, how COVID changed our profession. Little did we know that we would be inundated with cases. Little did we know that a, a year after all this is, has, has turned, and hopefully it's turning around, that you and I would be talking about how we're, we're declining to see new clients. We're declining standard non-wellness cases. We're pushing appointments out several weeks. And, it's, and the stress and the amount of influx on the team is leading to a lot of life changes in team members. We're, we're leading to many of our team support team actually leaving the profession um, due to stress. And I, I think that, that the pet triage is something that being a game changer, I think it could definitely help. What are your views on that? I mean, you know, COVID of course is a unique type of worldwide experience. And I think it's gonna have, well, it has short-term implication to our field, the veterinary space and long-term. But you know, COVID, one of the things that COVID did is expose weaknesses in the workflow that we always had. It's not something new. It's just brought them to the surface. We were able to get away with not using technology, being inefficient, um, because we didn't have, we're not as busy. Uh, now that COVID came along, and uh, increased caseload and also made things a little bit more cumbersome because the clients are in the parking lot and all of these. And we also have uh, unique things uh, because of COVID of, of staff shortages. And some of it is not unique to COVID. There's shortages of veterinarians, shortages of support staff. All of these together coalesce together to create a, you know, a perfect storm where we turn people away. 
And I think it's time that we need to think about the long term and how we can use technology not to substitute what we're doing, but to make it better. Uh, and I think the other thing that COVID did for all of us, we are much more comfortable interacting remotely. Yes, yes. people want to come back into the exam rooms, no question about it. But a lot of people already realize, you know, I'm busy, the kids, you know, the mother that used the example of a uh, uh, dad or a mom on the way to the daycare center, then I have to take all the two kids out of the, 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 the car seats into the lobby, drop the animal, then go back. And it's very, you know, time consuming. Well, why don't we just uh, drop the animal off and somebody can come pick them up from the parking lot. We'll talk to you later. So we do a lot more traditional drop-offs uh, now than we used to do before. Even now, the things are easing as far as COVID. Uh, that increased efficiencies in the workspace because you can manage drop-offs way more efficiently than uh, you know the traditional exam room that you kind of locked into the room in space and all of that. Uh, so we do a lot more of that. Uh, we also can do better communication with clients, uh, post-hospitalization and, and dental and procedure and surgeries now because we can do it better uh, remotely. But I think going back is, you know, the staff shortages, the inefficiencies that COVID, you know, uh, imposed on us with communication. When you're using, and I cannot say it enough, if we all going to start using not solely, but incorporate into our workflow uh, TextBase, which is a collaborative platform that you can use different staff members to communicate and work on these cases, it's much more efficient and much less stressful. So that is a key message. If you had to take one, one message is, uh, yes, I do video chat, but it's a very small percentage of the remote interaction I do with clients. Uh, yes, there's no substitution for physical exam, there's no substitution for the exam rooms, but think about it as, as a toolbox. You have different tools for different, you know, you know, uh, situation. Uh, there's a lot of stuff we do that we can do very effectively uh, via tech space and incorporate into our business model. And you leverage the support staff, and you don't have to have uh, everything done by LVTs, uh, definitely not DVMs. But frankly, when it is a, a text base, I can use assistant with relatively less experience to interact with client because I can see exactly what they're saying and what the client said, and I can tell them, look, next time you need to say this a little bit differently. Versus when it's in, on the phone, it's very much in a silo. I don't know what they say or what the clients right. say. They have to translate it to me. It takes time. It's inefficient. And then you have to write it into the record. Here, everything goes automatically into the, into the, the practice management, uh, save time, and it's very easy to reference. No, that, that's excellent. And so... so how, do, how can people get a hold of you? How can vet practices get a hold of you to, to actually have the system? Yes, are you <laughs> asking the same question here? <laughs> how can people um, get a hold of you to get this into their, into their software system? What's, what's involved in an install and what's involved in training and everything like that to get this up and running? It's a, it's a long answer, but the short answer is you can go on petriage.com and you can request a demo. 
And then you can see, because there's a lot of, um, one of the, the, the nice thing about our platform is it created from the ground up with veterinarian in mind. And I know how specific we all are about what we like and don't like as veterinarian. So there's a lot of flexibility built into the platform to adjust it to different practices, different practice workflows. Uh, so a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to be on 24-7 or hey, I'm going to be video chatting. I'm going to block time and not to have to chat with my client. No, it's completely different. So request a demo. It's very easy. The other thing that you can do, you can always reach me. I'm very obviously passionate about both the veterinary space in general, but of course about how we can help practices continue to thrive. Because a lot of veterinarians, they've been beat up. I mean, their morale is not that high and they really feel they're burned out. Uh, so if you contact me, Shlomo at Petriage.com, very easy, S-H-L-O-M-O at Petriage.com, I'll be more than happy to, to chat with you, tell you my own experiences, uh, and, uh, you know, go from there and see that it's something you can, you know, incorporate into your clients. And, you know, I say it's a little bit like meditation. You don't have to do four hours of meditation every day. You can start with a little, little step, and the, the, the platform allows you to kind of dip your toes in it. Okay, I just want to let my client do symptom analysis after hours, you know? I just want to uh, communicate yeah. with my uh, curbside people. You know, there's different components that kind of mix and match. You don't feel overwhelmed. But you have to, as a veterinarian, face the reality that things are going to change. And you cannot just count on the VCPRs to protect us. It's a veil that's going to protect us because I tell you, like anything else, this thing is going to be uh, changed to one degree or another in whatever state. Uh, and if we're as veterinarian are proactive, the same thing is going to happen. How what happened with uh, pharmacy lines? Uh, you know, we were kind of late to the party. We resisted it instead of being proactive. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. And and just without getting into figures, so this is. This is an affordable system for many. I got two questions. One, it's affordable system for many vets. And number two, what would you say to those vets who really do have a difficult time embracing technology? How can they just in general bring things like this to the to the game and, and move forward? Um, well, I would tell you that if you use um, any of the practice management software, uh, this is way, way more user-friendly, both on the client side and on the veterinary team side. It's really easy uh, to use. So uh, while in the background, there's tremendous sophisticated cloud base and uh, statistical analysis and all of these things, um, and AI, so a lot of technology, the actual interface is very user-friendly. Um, so, you know, if your clients have cell phone, they'll be able to use it. Uh, if, um, you know, your staff basically have a, you know, one of the software management, if you definitely, if you are your electronic medical records, uh, this is way, way easier, much easier, uh, learning curve. Uh, and I've used different, you know, practice management software that are not easy, that are cumbersome, they're not intuitive. 
Uh, this is built on a very, very different platform with very different philosophy. Um, so I, I don't think you need to be, you know, uh, scared of it. But but I think for a lot of veterinarian, you know, they think in telemedicine, they think in telemedicine, you know, live chat, half an hour, whatever it is, but yeah. what you and I is not doing, I know you're recording it, but this is a Zoom call. And right. hey, that's very inefficient to do uh, in most cases. There's a use case for it, but it's a very, very small use case. The way you want to bring in telemedicine or telehealth uh, is really not based around video chat uh, for the most part. No, that's that's great. Um, this is this has been an eye opener for me, Slomo. But it's it's great. I I really admire that you're looking to the future of veterinary medicine. That you're you're trying to. It's amazing how you've created technology to actually bring practitioners like myself closer to my client and have a better relationship and better pet outcomes. Um, it's I think that's really good, and uh, I think that's an amazing thing. And I think that you know during COVID, I, I remember during our talk for AHA. You were you were telling me that we're talking about work life balance. You're telling me you get home at a regular at a, at a regular time and eat dinner because we talked about the importance of that for a work life balance. And I think if the technology can help, especially the new grads, the new grads are so strong on work life balance, right? They they see guys like me and you, and they don't want to get burnt out. Right? And it's like it's one of those things that I think it's it's amazing. So if technology like this can help help vet owners and young practitioners just just change and create a great lifestyle for them so they can go mountain biking, so they can spend time with their family, which is huge because I always tell people, this is my career. I love it, but this isn't my life. My life is part of Absolutely. this, but it's outside. And I think, I think what, yeah, I think what you created is, is enabling um, veterinarians to, to get this. So, so remember everyone, it's, it's, it's slow-mo at petriage.com. Um, I can definitely uh, post the contact for you there. And for you vet owners out there, or anyone interested in it, ask for a demo, see what it's all about. I, I love the fact that it's linked to the to the practice management software and, and able to integrate. That's phenomenal because that's a huge question vet owners are going to have. And I got to tell you, Sloma, this has been incredibly informative. And as always of these informative discussions, time just flies and we're out of time right now. But I thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Michael. Thank, thank so you for inviting my dog. me. <laughs> <laughs> he likes my voice. <laughs> okay, and remember, everyone, love your pet like they love you, like I love that little girl barking right now, unconditionally. Have a great day. Your Pet Matters with Dr. T comes to a close. Yet fret not if you missed the 10 a.m. Saturday show. Tune in Monday morning at 9, if you please and hear free advice for all your dog and cat needs. You can find past episodes on the Your Pet Matters podcast or go to 1077thebronc.com slash yourpetmatters. At last! Made for you and your pets. 1077 The Bronx is beyond compare. Your Pet Matters is underwritten by Progressive Veterinary Care.